Hi, it's Michael Anthony. And welcome to The Meat of It, a carnivore podcast about life. I'm here with Franklin Espinoza, a fellow carnivore, artist, and my oldest friend. He's my brother, but, you know, we've known each other since we were like 13. So that's almost 25 years. And that's amazing. So, um, and, and he's also a father. I'm very proud of him for what he's done. He and his wife, excellent parents, and I'm so proud of them. So welcome to the meat of it, Frank. How are you? Uh, thank you so much for such a very kind intro. Um, undeserved, but thank you. You're you're truly uh, you're truly the star here. But um, thank Completely you, thank you so much for in, inviting me, and and it's a great honor to be here. Cool, thank you. Um, so uh, you and I are both. I I don't know how carnivore you are right now, but we've both been doing. Car- I mean, I've been carnivore steady this whole past three and a half years, but you've been experimenting with carnivory yourself and yes. finding some benefits. So please tell me about that. Of course. So I would consider myself, uh, I would them definitely, I would consider myself a carnivore, but I would more to be accurate, be keto car- carnivore keto, because I lean more like, let's say 75% carnivore. And then there's portion that I do still do keto in regards to um, uh, certain, you know, let's just say, let's say I could, I do some avocados and do some um, healthy fats or whatever that's <laughs> called anymore per se. But, um, I, you know, I do some nuts here and there, but not too much. And actually now I'm trying to get back on track and, and, um, easing myself into full uh, carnivore and even, um, doing away with spices, which is a little tough for me because I know, um, I know. That- <laughs> I still struggle with that. I am still, I had some spices yesterday. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's hard because it's just uh, adobo was my thing, but I kicked that out of the curb and mm. I, you know, experiment now with just, um, you know, salt, pepper, garlic, some paprika, but I know that they still have some oxalates and mm-hmm. certain, certain things that they can be inflammatory, especially garlic, but oh, darn it, it's, it's, it's hard to kick, but slowly. And that's what I would recommend others that are starting to trying to start this. Um, some can go like you when like hardcore into it with just beef and salt, which I admire. And I try that once in a while. But I definitely want to ease myself back into that. I'm not but perfect. Overall, I, I told you I had spices yesterday. I it's tough. I did. I heard but, your uh, the the pics uh, was it snout or I saw one of your videos when you mentioned you had snout at um at that a pig snout. Uh, it was um head cheese. Head cheese. From, yeah. yeah, from the Russian market. The yes, yes. There you go. Where you got yeah. your um uh, yeah. the fish row and yeah, and the, yeah, I get I get a lot of salmon row there and. Um, yeah, the, the head cheese is, um, it, it looks like just deli meat. I mean, you've seen it, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, beef cheese and uh, no, pork cheeks and snouts. So, yeah. So that's a nose to tail, man. That's the nose yes. part. Yes. And actually, uh, if you don't want me asking you a question, what are your thoughts on collagen peptides? Oh, you know, I saw some on, I was at Whole Foods in line and they had in the impulse items, they actually had collagen peptides. It was just a little packet of uh, collagen peptides that you could dump into water, I guess. And um, I honestly don't really know uh, enough about those, but um, I do know that uh, I eating skin is good for you, pretty much. It helps your skin, and that's what it's coming from, right? All that collagen, mostly from uh, with skin and bone, I believe. So... Um, it's it's great for you to to it. it uh, I noticed that. I think a lot of my uh, any people say sometimes that I glow, 
which I appreciate. Thank you. But any glow that's there, I, I think a lot of it comes from uh, the, the pork rinds I eat, the the, uh, the the pork cracklins, you know, the but the high quality stuff. I try to avoid it. But even the cheap stuff, I think, helps. You know, it's just it's that collagen. Eat skin to make skin. It sounds creepy, but it's true. For sure. And that's the whole point of like nose to tell. Literally, you even need skin. And But it's great. Like you said, um, skin develops skin. I remember we had um, many years ago, you probably remember I had many birds and I was uh, not many people knew this, but I was considering being an ornithologist. I love birds. And um, we had uh, we would actually crush eggshells. That was part of a recipe that we'd make for the for the birds themselves. And actually, they prefer sometimes they'll, they'll um, certain birds will uh, sharpen their beaks with rocks, or they'll eat little bits of rocks just to help their digestion, especially with their crop. Mm-hmm. And especially with regards to eggshells, you know, I, you know, I read upon it. I said, yeah, it's actually great for them to ingest their own eggshells. So mm-hmm. not, I mean, whole, but like you would crush it into like in the, with the pestle and mortar, just really crush it into a fine little powder, and then and and put it with their food and whatnot. So, um, so it's, like you mentioned the other day that uh, even animal, even like um, herbivore animals can consume meat and it will be- benefit them. Mm-hmm. So, so with that being said, um, it goes the same with us. So if we, you know, consume skin as well, I, I'm a big fan of pork rinds and my son is a well. Uh, uh, excellent. My little five-year-old and he enjoys um, the pork rinds now. So uh, aside from that, yes. So it's, it's excellent for, especially hair. <laughs> And whatnot, but um, overall, yes, yes. So I'm, I'm, I asked you that question just because I've I've seen a, a bit of a trend, not to say trend, but I've seen a lot of um, let's say keto or carnivore YouTubers that mention, oh, here, put a scoop of collagen peptides. I was like, huh, what does Michael think about this? So I'm glad to finally get that. Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still getting into all this. Uh, uh, I, I started actually supplementing with um, electrolytes, so I, you know, I keep an electrolyte powder now and. Uh, that's something I'm getting used to, but I'm not used to all this, you know, all these keto products, quite frankly. Oh, yes. But that's the thing now. I feel that's going to be a trend. And it's actually, I went to Costco the other day and they had a keto section, like it was a big section mm-hmm. where they had like keto cereal, they had keto, and they had just put nuts in there on <laughs> the keto section, which yeah. is sort of, which is, it is sort of true. But yeah. uh, the interesting thing, if you like, you have to be very careful and read the, the, um, because it just there's a difference between keto and keto friendly. And when you look mm-hmm. in the back, you'll still find some form of um, either sweetener or if not, um, also the math, the math can be very deceptive. Like you say, one, you have to make sure you see what a serving is because mm-hmm. it says, oh, three grams of net carbs. Great. You know, you're trying to keep within 20 uh, grams of net carbs during the day. But then when you see that, if you do two or three scoops, you can probably go over it easily with regards to that cereal. So it's like very minimal cereal they can have. Or, and just in general, it's just hard to um, keep track of it. So you're blinded by the the, the marketing sometimes. So it's sure. unfortunate there. Um, even like Slim Fast. Oh, Slim Fast Keto. I was like, really? Oof. Really now in the game? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised by that. And I did Slim Fast. Remember in high school? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's cool. We can actually talk about that because um, you've seen me through all my different stages. I that was you saw me at my heaviest probably in high school. But um, before I get into that, or before we get into that, I was wondering. Uh, I, I'm guessing that some people might have the question: What benefits have you seen, if any, from cutting back on spices? Well, definitely um, just cravings. I feel like spices do encourage because it's just taste. Taste can can really be. Um, 
a trigger in that sense. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a lot of spices, then you get thirsty and you drank a lot of water, but then you're like, then that old habit of like, well, there's their dessert after this. Oh, but there's a keto pie and keto this and mm -hmm. keto. And it has that word behind it. And then you fall back in those patterns. Like, Hey, I didn't eat any quote unquote sugar, but you had xylitol and erythritol and anything that rhymes with Tylenol mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, the sugar alcohol I read upon them. And like, it's okay. It's like, you're kicking one habit to, into a semi habit. So I'm not going to claim, you know, innocence in that because I have like fallen to like, Oh, you know, Oh, swerve and, and try to like get into that old new alternative style of like keto. Um, uh, like when it's kind of like, you know, pretend food, like, Oh, it's like, you mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, fathead pizza and all these things that in the oh, end, yeah. it, it's kind of like, good though. <laughs> it is, it is, it is delicious. But then when, are you deep into ketosis? That's one thing. And two, mm -hmm. if you're trying to get into ketosis, this will not get you into ketosis. It's like you have mm -hmm. to be in ketosis already to have a treat that should be labeled as more of a treat. So when you get into those habits of like, um, you know, just it, a taste can trigger everything. So uh, I'm very inspired by your journey back in 2018, when you mentioned how just something as simple as uh, beef, salt, and water. And I've tried that and it's, it's hard at first. It's, it can be a little tough, but um, you can get used to it. So it's now I've incorporated more of the diet with my family. They're not keto at all. They're or, or carnivore. They're just standard, uh, uh, standard American diet. But my mm -hmm. uh, wife does an amazing job. She's very much into healthy food, organic food. She likes mm -hmm. to make everything by hand. And so um, that's not standard American diet. That's okay. <laughs> that's a, he many steps above that. Yes. So she's definitely doing, is doing an amazing job with our children. Now I'm adding the little extra kick of more meat. I'm at, you know, because I've noticed that, you know, we would get them cereal in the morning or waffles and that's just mm -hmm. a lot of carbs and this, um, lifestyle, not diet lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, that's actually the, the, you even mentioned before that keto, we were born keto. Yes. How we're all natural. Like I'm our, our firstborn, you know, when he was eating, uh, he was strictly breast milk and that's just mm -hmm. milk and milk. And that's mm -hmm. how, you know, we are automatically born as, as uh, ketogenics in that sense. Exactly. So um, overall, with regards to my family, I noticed that um, when I incorporated more meat, they, they're more satiated. I felt like a lot of these, you know, snacks, yeah, they might be healthy, like Special K or, you know, or just all healthy serious brand and whatnot. But then doing more education on, on my end, I've learned that, you know what, let's incorporate much more meat. So I've incorporated eggs. Um, much more meat. Now I've actually made a big ground beef uh, stew for both of us, for all of us. Great. Uh, and now pork rinds. And they, my son sees me eating the pork rinds, and I am glad that I'm influencing in the positive way. He said, "Hey, can I try?" He tried. <laughs> all three of them tried. But then when they tried it, uh, he was really receptive towards it. So when he had it, um, he enjoyed it. And now he says, "Hey, Dad, can we split some?" And it's um. great to see him. Um, and, to, and he and he sees me eating steak, so he wants to he wants some of my steak as well. So it's it's like that influence versus me like having you know mm -hmm. beer donuts and all this stuff and having them like oh I want you know this. So I'm very glad that my wife has kept us so you know very well, especially them, where mm -hmm. they don't have never tried soda in their life ever. We've mm -hmm. kept them off. That's awesome. Um, yes, thank goodness. And he only discovered Doritos because his friend had Doritos and his friend <laughs> gave him one. So now we have to find organic Doritos, but still. Uh. <laughs> I try to make him, um, actually he enjoys keto pizza, uh, the, the fathead pizza. So I made him that instead of going to like, you know, pizzas or, you know, pizza hut or Domino's and whatnot. So Good. we try to give him, and also now chicken and salmon, especially I really, you know, push the salmon on them, especially because mm -hmm. it's ama amazing with omega fatty three acids. Mm -hmm. So, um, incorporate that more into their diet. So I've seen that they have much more of a well-rounded diet to the point where like now, um, there's even more push 
towards uh, animal base. And I'm just thinking of more things for them to have that, um, that will be much more hardier than I just noticed this kind of kids cereals, not even like the mm. stuff that we were used to, but just in general, you go to Costco or even um, Trader Joe's, you see organic almond coconut flour, coconut brand cereal. It, it just mm-hmm. sounds, it sounds very healthy. It sounds like oh, everything that we've grown up on is, oh, you know, we need to eat your oats and eat your fiber, which is, you know, not the worst thing, but after learning what we learned, yeah. In regards to the animal-based diet, you know, like it's just, there's just you're cutting out a lot, and you're just trying to, you know, replicate, you know, what's in nature through other forms. That in in general, all it does is it gives them a sugar high, even mm-hmm. if it, it may not have any sugar per se. Mm-hmm. Carbs in general, unless he's burning that energy, and they're they're pretty hyper during the day with uh, with that. When I've noticed when they have like eggs and and meat, they kind of slow down. They're more satiated. They don't ask for more, as much snacks, and they just seem just a little happier. Yeah. Yeah, it's again, it's marketing where they they trick you into thinking that this food is healthy just because it comes from nature, you know. And exactly. Even and really, the way they're doing it, it's not even from nature anymore. It's been so heavily processed. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. You mentioned before um, in one of your videos. I'm a big fan of your videos. I'm, if you see me liking, I I, I watch them as as podcasts when I'm driving. Thanks and so much. My pleasure. And one of the one of your videos, you mentioned how uh, we've you know grown our you know our agriculture to you know be less harmful for us. It's mm-hmm. this is the point. If you think about it, there was only a certain amount of you know, plants and vegetables out there when early man, you know, first was here, and then goes from you know that just very a few species to all the vegetables that we have and all the things that we have. That you know that becomes itself process. Like we've engineered food to. To grow and not be as as strong as it used to be, but it's still, mm-hmm. it's like almost. I hate to say it, but um, it becomes it's it's bountiful, but it's like bountiful of fluff. Like it's just mm-hmm. so much. I was thinking when I was making these other these keto recipes, like man, almond almond flour is heavy, or you know, coconut flour, all these flours, except for like wheat. Wheat is so we can expand that. You can make that so big. It's almost like clouds. You're eating gigantic mm-hmm. clouds, and you feel like you don't you haven't eaten anything. You want more of it. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you just absorb so much carbs that, you know, just it's just nothing versus like, you know, seeds are a little bit heavier. And when it gets to meat, meat's just super heavy and it just, it hits and it lasts us. And you know, people talk about the science of it, but it's just nature and just logic. When you yeah. have meat, something that lasts longer, why would but you the, try to like add so much mm-hmm. for something so little that you have potency? But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, we're, 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 we're I, I agree with everything you're saying. This is fantastic. But uh, we're brainwashed into thinking that the that that richness of the meat and it's it's so rich and dense and full of nutrition. We're taught to believe that that's unhealthy. We're we're taught that that oh that that's rich that'll give you gout that'll that'll give you a heart attack, and we believe it because it is so rich and greasy and you know and and. It's delicious and, and and tempting, but we're we're yeah. It's, it's it's such a. I'm trying not to get too too controversial about the food propaganda and things like that, but that's that's what it all comes down to. The way I see it, and and I'm just proud of you for seeing that because you know it's basically a way for for people to produce cheap calories. That's what it is. It's and and those cheap calories catch up to us for sure in our health yeah. i completely agree and a lot of this is 
Uh, you planted the seed in the beginning when I saw your results back in 2018 and I, I followed you on social media. I said, oh my gosh, that's, that's incredible because it was someone person that I know. And then when I saw Dr. Sean Baker on the Joe Rogan um, podcast, it was incredible how a lot of carnivores, it just, it was like this uh, catalyst that started mm -hmm. a lot of, of things to him mentioning the site on, on the podcast. And there was a lot of YouTubers that are inspired by uh, that episode. Yeah. And then going from there on um, him himself, like I follow him and other Awesome carnivores. Um, Lady Carnivory is one that I follow. Um, uh, Carnival Yogi. I know she believes. Uh, she, she, yeah, she, Sarah she, Kleiner. Yes, yeah. Hi, she Sarah. Awesome. Hey. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, Laura Eastbath is one of my favorites um, because she has a family, and it's great to see a carnivore with a family. And she also mentioned sometimes things where um, she may have like a slip, like, and, I, and it's happened with me too, where I, I, I kept on a straight and a narrow, but let's say making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for my son. Mm -hmm. I'll make it and then I'll have that habit of just licking the spoon and just that lick. Oh, snap. <laughs> and then I like, you know, I say, okay, well, carnivore, you know, like, you know, uh, peanut butter is, you know, some keto people do. And then you start eating and then just you fall off track. And she's explained sometimes that it's happened and it makes it that much human because I've sometimes seen a lot of these uh, videos where a lot of carnivores seem like on the straight and narrow when they don't oh. have families. And I'm like, okay, you know, again, you know, Instagram can give that illusion because they're always like, you know, hitting their marks and whatnot. And when you have a family, it's just a little bit tad different because I feel like here when I, when they're making their food and I'm have my separate food that I'm making for myself, I smell their food or they'll smell my food, but there's times where like, I can't, and I'll make them breakfast that I can't eat. Like I make these banana um, egg pancakes. It's very simple egg and banana. That's it. But just that smell can also sometimes trigger and <laughs> that strong uh, will is needed. So when I like to yeah. watch uh, Laura E. Spath, um mm -hmm. instagram channel so i never knew there. how to pronounce that so thank you i think i'm th okay. <laughs> so my apologies laura in, in advance <laughs> but um and others as well also I like a steak and butter gal mm -hmm. yeah she um she has a great recipe on drop egg uh, uh meatball drop egg soup so uh, that one's pretty interesting i want to check that out and other others as well um and our friend uh, paul dr paul saladino Yes, Ellie, do you know what about him? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of his. <laughs> Mr. I know Dr. This... Honey. Yeah, okay, you know what? I, I saw you said that. Now, look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on the camp where, like, you know, logistically, you know, a bee is an animal, you know, logically, you know. And Here we go. Animal, and, yeah, go okay, ahead. I'm not going to get into it with you. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I mean, people love this, this uh, debate. So if you want to talk yeah, about so. honey being not carnivore or... If you want to say claim that it is, go ahead. It's animal, it, it is an animal, and it is based off an animal. You know, it's like you know, if I eat dairy and eggs, and they're based from. So I see the logic behind it, and and once in a blue while, you say to Doctor Doctor Paul something, and I just drop a little <laughs> little honey. <laughs> but uh -huh. no, 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 no. I did that like once in yeah. a very blue moon, but not even then. Like it's great to just keep um you know away from the triggers and just keep on um, as much as a straight as arrow as possible, yeah. and that's. Not just nutritionally, I also feel like uh, spiritually and also mentally, um, just informing yourself. Because once you learn, it's hard to be ignorant about it because before you didn't know, but now you do know. So mm -hmm. now it makes it that much more tougher for you to say, you know what, like I know, okay, uh, I had a sweetener here. I had, um, you know, let's say a, a few, a few mon amount of spices or there was like an egg wrap that had a little bit of like rice bran flour in it and like... Mm. 
I know, and I know it's, I know better. So it's a great thing. It's that you have that realization and you can, you can be aware of that versus someone who says, you know, oh, it says keto on it. And they just don't know because they didn't do enough research. But once you do the amount of research and you learn more and more and you know how just sugar in itself just works, Mm-hmm. It's like you you said it perfectly the other day where it should be, you know, this should be a warning label, like a surgeon general's warning label on sugar. And I personally mm-hmm. want to take it farther. I want to call them a narcotic. I'm just saying this is like as bad as, mm-hmm. you know, cocaine, methamphetamines or anything that, you know, can get you, you know, locked up should be sugar too. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy and it sounds no. crazy, but it's getting to the point where it's just like legalized, like a legalized drug where it's, it's in everything. And when you can have it, it just makes you hooked on stuff mm-hmm. and just trying to get that off your palate and, and, and just live without, you know, taste of sweetness, then you can, you're so much far better because it's just, it leads you down a, a crooked path to the point where it just, it, it goes into the cycles of, you know, just overeating and, and it's hard to get out of that. And like they say that, you know, it's, you can jog your way out of everything all your life. Like you can like work it off, but then it's going to the point where you can get much older and it's harder to jog it off and try to harder to work mm-hmm. that stuff off. So, you know, the younger the, the you know this, the better. Yeah, it was like Dr. Sean Baker's experience of growing up athletic. He was always athletic, always a beast. And then over time, and when, once he hit his, I think, 40s, it started to catch up with him that he was eating whatever he wanted. Sure, he he looked okay physically. I'm sure he was in pretty good shape. But then, uh, you know, <laughs> it's still, so he was sore. He was, uh, I think he had, uh, I don't know, he had all these, everyone has their issues that come with eating just anything. Because of, like you say, that 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 uh, I almost called it ignorance, but just that naive naivety. We're, we're all naive to these things because our food environment is so unnatural. We're we're, we're surrounded by all these hyper palatable foods that were designed to prey upon our ancestral dietary needs and desires, our natural cravings, and then they. They just know the program and then they know how to program us into buying whatever you know, cheap junk that they're able to make a huge profit on. I mean, you look at a cereal, for instance, pennies on the dollar. The, 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 that little, when I look at a $5 box of cereal, I'm thinking, how much did that even cost to make? Probably pennies, including the box. <laughs> so it's an amazing profit amazing can you blame them for torturing us the way they do and uh, targeting children that really bugs me that you know we've already gotten rid of uh, uh cigarette ads for uh, you know you know that the uh actually um when i was growing up uh dad was a uh a graphic designer for or an illustrator for um, an ad agency and refused to uh to draw camel joe anymore so from uh, from the uh, Camel cigarette brand, and um, and because you know he had a, a little boy that you know would you know see these cartoons and might be influenced, and that's uh, I'm sure you can relate to that. Oh, for sure. Like again, I couldn't imagine you you as an artist, uh, you know, <laughs> going you know doing an ad campaign for something that could you know drag kids into like say in this case sugar. You know, I don't think you would ever. Uh, do a, a cartoon of the uh, Pillsbury Doughboy, or you know, to, you know. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. even for whatever price, I don't think you would to promote their product. At this point, knowing what I do, it's 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 hard to even 
conceive it anymore. It's one of those things where like, uh, now that I know that I know, it's, it, it, it makes you that much more accomplished in that sense, like adding you know, yourself to that. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I agree. Yeah, I was almost the the Kool Aid Man. I think. Well, I wasn't almost the Kool Aid Man, but mm. but I I, I auditioned for it um, as a voice actor. I, you know, I, mm. I gave them my, my best. Oh yeah, whatever I did, and uh, and they liked my audition. I didn't get it, obviously, but uh, this was back in I don't know twenty sixteen, I guess, uh, maybe a year before I went carnivore, and uh, and maybe more. But anyway. Uh, yeah, it's just trippy to think about what what we used to do to our bodies and and what we used to think was okay to promote and you know just you, you got to live a little all that kind of talk. Yeah, for sure. But I think as long as you're educated, you know more than you do did back then. You know that okay, you can stop it. Versus thinking some unfortunately some people just would never you know never think past oh veggies are good meat is bad or meat causes like there's certain like slogans that have been like tossed around that people like when i mention them i'm on the con or i'm on carnivore or but i follow this lifestyle people are like oh my gosh but meat has cancer and it's like, it almost becomes mm-hmm. a slogan or uh no veggies like you mm-hmm. nickname the veggies like it's like it's something that i have to like it's like and i understand where it comes from they're well-meaning people they're friends and family but at the same time i have to you know then try to explain them this could be you know daunting at times because it's it's years and years of programming to the point like even i still even though i know what i know now i still think well it does have a vegetable and i just was shaking myself off of that I'm like no just because it has this overwhelming um like i say i, I would say over marketing and over marketing it's overrated i hate to say such a such a thing like that but it is i hate to say mm-hmm. it because people just think oh it's vegetables and it must be only good right and mm-hmm. Even vegetarianism, like you say, oh, I'm becoming vegetarian. Every class for you're vegan. Oh, like even higher mm-hmm. acclimates, you know. But mm-hmm. then when it comes to like, oh my gosh, are you suicidal? Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? I'm like, <laughs> you, would you do that to yourself? Like, oh my gosh. That, and they just like think of all the dangers because of, you know, of, in general of like what meat has that, uh, like the propaganda against meat in general and just, um, you know, oh, bacon. Oh, that's going to kill you. That's going to give you a heart attack. It's always linked. But if people did really careful studies that even they they removed that um, from from meat in general they removed that that warning per se because it was very disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. it's if you have everything else plus that, mm-hmm. and if your body is only switched to one fuel type, let's say if you go from you know like if you only if you're only carb based or sugar based, yes, adding fats to your body will you know will just add to you know plaque to your to your vessel mm-hmm. you know your arteries and whatnot but Mm -hmm. switching that's people don't know about the fuel source if you Mm -hmm. knew just um either or pick either carb or fat base and fat base it's it's interesting how our our bodies take care of itself how it's a beautiful survival mechanism that you Mm -hmm. could probably see you know you know a homeless person and if they don't have much to eat but they do eat like a good solid piece of meat one day they could last a little bit longer Mm -hmm. yeah just because yeah i keep thinking about how we want to feed the poor around the world and it's, you know, as well-meaning as it is, shipping out all this grain and crap to them, you know, it, it'll keep them alive, but it's not going to keep them thriving. And exactly. meanwhile, you've got uh, and what I see as an international attempt here to start uh, scaling back meat production. And For sure. it's really dangerous because that, that's where the nutrition's coming from. And that's the thing that they have this, 
um, mentality because oh meat equals murder with um, mm-hmm. in general because they have it's just such association. Yes, obviously, unfortunately, an animal uh, must die, but no one thinks about okay, you know what, an animal died, but you are being nourished, you're being fed through this animal, and if you do it correctly, and you know, there's humane ways of doing it and whatnot. And I know there's we, we can go down the rabbit hole of regards to like you know human and or um, animal treatment in regards to. Um, just a meat industry per se, but mm-hmm. overall people think that, oh, that's wrong, but then the way plants are produced and engineered and and mass produced to the point where like it's not even, you're not even eating the, you know, real nutrition and you can even process it. Like the people really did dig deep in regards to just plants in general and how our body cannot really break down um, plants. Let's mm-hmm. say, let's say a gorilla or especially women and animals who have mm-hmm. four chambers, they have chambers in their stomach so they can produce this, they can break it down because it's so complex. Our body just maybe, you know, can break down a, a small percentage and just goes right through the toilet. And that fiber that people talk about mm-hmm. really helps to make more waste. Yeah. But in general, no one thinks of how like one animal, and I would give a shout out to a uh, good friend, Casey Zamora. He is a, uh, a hunt, um, a family man and also a hunter. He hunts deer and Mm-hmm. and other animals as well but his fridge is stocked in regards to he kills either a deer or a boar or duck or any wildlife and he has it in his he can feed his family especially uh doing um you know there was a he's he's in texas and there was a time where uh you know the whole power outage he was able to feed his family even mm-hmm. more beyond that because his freezer was full with meat imagine one deer killing one deer or one boar Mm-hmm. Really the size of those Razorbacks, killing one mm-hmm. of those can provide for one family for months. Mm-hmm. It's just not just economical. It's just in general, it's actually very, very humane for the animal. And imagine you're, this animal is giving life to a group of family and even mm-hmm. more. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes, for sure. And I feel like it's, it's interesting how people are worried about, um, you know, animal, which is, I understand it's, you know, we mm-hmm. want to be sacred to life, but you know, plants are living as well. They don't, mm-hmm. you, you know, you talk about, you know, life in general, that's, that's another life as well. They don't have, they don't volunteer, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. they it's fight the best they can. Yes. And people, just because you don't hear their screams, like a, a cow screams, doesn't mean that they're, they're not screaming in the sense of like their attack mechanism for you to be early um, antioxidants or when mm-hmm. anti-nutrients, when you bite into it, mm-hmm. think about, let's say coffee. Um, in general, like people say, oh, I like the, you know, caffeine and coffee because it gives me up, it gives me energy, but you're basically, mm-hmm. that's a mechanism for the caffeine in general is not something that you want to have in your, they even say, you know, elim- you know, slow down with the caffeine because mm-hmm. in general it can speed up your heart. It can just, it's not natural. Why right? it's, that's a way that the coffee can, you know, ward off its predators. Yeah, it is natural, but it's a natural pesticide. It's a natural exactly. neurotoxic pesticide. You can handle you can mm-hmm. have actually even too many scoops of, you know, can make you jittery too much. Imagine, imagine if you had only nonstop coffee, it would damage you versus like a little bug would, certain animals can't even have coffee at all. Like dogs can't have certain plants. You know, mm-hmm. we can't have certain plants either, but at the same time, like we've made, like you said, we've made these plants so we can, you know, make them edible, but it's it worth having so much of. Yeah. And we can't even like burn off the energy or you know, even make use of all the vitamins and nutrients, let's say of like a good piece of salmon, salmon mm-hmm. in general, it's just beyond nutritious and just fat. People also have that association. Like fat is bad. Fat mm-hmm. used well could be amazing, especially for your brain. Especially yeah. The right fats. Yes. And when, I mean, you, you hesitated earlier saying healthy fats, but there are specifically healthy fats and then there are unhealthy fats or uh, rather there's uh, a healthy, 
a healthy approach to fat, right? The balance of fats mm -hmm. mainly. Like you don't want too much omega. So you don't want too much of anything. Exactly. But at least omega threes are incredible for your for your brain health. I remember you can even it's hard to get EHA or DPA mm -hmm. anywhere else aside from fish. And imagine getting that for your brain. It's just incredible. I've I've heard sto amazing stories of people with epilepsy or even people who are recovering from brain trauma having you know omega fatty acids. So the brain mm -hmm. can help you know regenerate. Oh yeah. It's just incredible the stuff that we know that's in me. And think about it this way: people say, "Oh, you know," but uh, you know, they 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 debate if humans are truly herbivore versus carnivore. Mm -hmm. But yet, if you think about it, let's say like the ruminant animals that 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 consume grass. Think about it this way: they are able to break down those nutrients. We cannot. So when mm -hmm. they break down those nutrients, when they eat and, you know, produce fertilizer and all this stuff, when you eat that cow, especially, you kind of like ate their nutrients. Basically, exactly. those nutrients that you couldn't break down, they could break it down for you. So it's kind of like, you know. Um, <laughs> it's not even them, though. It's still, even for them, it's the bacteria in their gut taking it, care of it for them. Exactly. Making them that much more fortified in, in nutrition and then. You mm -hmm. consume that and you basically ate the, like you ate the, let's say like doing homework. I didn't, I didn't study for this, but I copied from the guy who did. <laughs> so <laughs> the cow did all the homework for me and I ate the cow. So therefore I'm <laughs> mm -hmm. in that logic, but. Which I means you want to, you want to copy off the right person's paper. Which means exactly. You choose your diet wisely. For sure. But um, do you, uh, especially with fish, a lot of people are really concerned about sourcing so are you really specific about where you get your fish yes. and your meat okay yes must be wild always wild. It is. Never, yeah i assume yes. i assumed but even fish in general it's starting to like i was never a big fish fan but i enjoy uh, i like the band but <laughs> <laughs> i've never listened fish, to them and fishbone too but um uh, in general i feel like uh, I've never been a big seafood person, but I do enjoy it here and there. But one thing that kind of concern me, concerns me is microplastics in the, in, mm. in the water. So, you know, us doing our laundry, especially certain fabrics have micro microplastics. And when you wash it, it goes into the stream. And even if those, um, those water treatment centers can't break them down, they can still seep through into the water and they go back into the sea. And then the um, fishes that are much smaller can see those microplastics, eat those, mm. other fish eat those. It just, it's a cycle of microplastics. Okay. So we're consuming probably a good portion of microplastics through our fish. So it's, mm. it's unfortunate. And it accumulates the way, um, the way mercury, uh, we used to be warned more about mercury. Now we have to worry more. I guess we have to worry about both now. Exactly. Even more so. So yeah, I'm so-so I'm, I'm with fishing. I, I'll do it here and there, but especially salmon, I feel like, you know, with the, the, the nutrients it has, especially wild caught, um, I'm happy mm -hmm. to serve that to my children myself, mm -hmm. especially during Lent, which is excellent. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, that's uh, I, I love salmon, and the you know I went to I tried going to a, a Thai restaurant of all places with a group recently, and I, I, I mean you probably heard this story already, but I, all I was able to get was uh. a, piece, a piece of salmon because at a Thai restaurant everything's noodles and vegetables and. It was it was pretty tough, but uh, and they they didn't even want to give me just a piece of. I, I I even asked for for some grilled shrimp on the side. They they wouldn't accommodate. They just because they the 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 grilled shrimp came already with the. Uh, it's probably frozen. Came with the uh, the vegetables, you know. So mm, yeah, I'm picking it off, and then when you pick it off, you only left with so little. Like even if you do that in McDonald's, where you only have, have asked for patties, I've asked for pat uh, sausage patties. Once mm -hmm. at McDonald's, and literally they gave it's it's floats. It's this little thing, little 
like sliced hockey puck that floats yeah. in a tr- in a plastic tray, which is unfortunate about the all the um con- the plastic consumption, yeah, uh, per se. So it felt bad. They gave me three of them instead of giving them three in one. They gave me three oh. individually per thing. So I was like, wow, I got three of these, and I opened it was one slice per. So it was like, yeah, I did uh, that once. I I think once I ordered eight patties and got them individually in oh, individual plastic. <laughs> I was more i was horrified and i i next time i think uh i asked uh can you please as as few as possible so from i made a habit of just asking whichever mcdonald's i went to i haven't been going lately but i would just go and ask uh you know can you please put in as as few containers as possible so my regular mcdonald's really knew my routine and mm-hmm. they they would put in uh like six and in, into one six patties into one because I was getting like forty patties at, at a time, so they were just stuffing them in. And sometimes the container would even open up; it would make a mess. But that was my fault because I asked them just cram them in. <laughs> but yeah, all the packaging. I, I, I mean, I I almost bought some salmon roe yesterday at Whole Foods, but they usually they tend they used to have this not nice small uh, jar. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to name a lot of brand names, but it would just be a nice small jar that I could buy for like 10 bucks, but there's a premium brand that they always have. And they, they haven't had that little jar lately. They've only had the premium brand that has a huge plastic, uh, a huge, it's like, you know, um, action figures when we're growing up, you know, they would seal them up in, in this huge package and, uh, and with a little bubble for the, the action figure. And that's what they have for this, for the salmon row. Mm. It's, it, it's just a, this huge package and it's all all plastic around it and then a little can in the middle it's such and i just didn't i didn't want to deal with it so i i I went back back home and in my neighborhood i picked up a small glass jar from you know uh, you know not whole foods because whole foods only has the expensive you know crappy packaging Mm, but they i do like their epic pork rinds that they do oh, the, oh no I, I don't i don't i'm not crapping on whole foods i was just there the other day and i i, I walked a full seven miles you know to, to get there i walked and I, I mean seven it's three and a half miles there and three and a half miles back of course but, round trip yeah but uh it, yeah i i love whole foods i mean i i i don't like uh the connection to amazon and i don't like amazon yeah. anymore but i mean they're both very useful and uh, you know the so many layers we can get into about this stuff, but yeah. Well, luckily, I don't live close to a Whole Foods. Luckily, uh, in that sense, because I feel like I they, they they nicknamed it Whole Paycheck for a reason. It's like uh, yeah, the, the you're in the south. Yes, exactly. Hey, so, do they have a lot of Whole Foods in the south? They they do here and there, but I uh, I'm more a big fan of H E B or um, not sorry, uh, you know, I'm not big fan of Trader Joe's, but I feel like H E B and and Walmart, I'm not so happy supporting the big, you know, chain corporations per se. And, and Costco is another one that um, won't get into reasons, but I used to be a big fan. But certain things mm. they're doing that I'm not too thrilled about. But mm. um, that's I'm a I'm a family, so it's much more economical to buy there versus like Whole Foods. Like those rare like things that we'll get, like maybe an essential oil here or certain foods. But definitely, I want to get some duck eggs because I heard such great things about them. And oh, they're good. I I can't eat them, but they're good. <laughs> I want to try um, steak and butter gal. Forgot her her name, but uh, mm-hmm. she and her her channel. She was mentioning how they uh, are much thick. They're bigger because they take a little bit more incubation time mm-hmm. versus a regular uh, standard chicken egg. 
uh, a little larger and also the yolk is much bigger so i'm like yeah yeah oh yeah and it's yeah it's it's, it's fattier it's oh for sure for sure good stuff uh, good stuff and i saw on some i think discovery channel like food i for, forgot what channel uh, what 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 segment it was but there was a, they had ostrich eggs and even roasted ostrich wow and but you know like i love hard-boiled eggs and eggs in general but when you open that <laughs> egg literally that um you're eating like think, imagine like a handful of like egg white <laughs> but it yeah. doesn't look white like pure white anymore it looks like translucent it's like almost wow. like jelly-like we're like i guess when you have that of, much of it yeah we'll see i mean it'll make a lot of potato salad or egg salad <laughs> Ooh, i don't know it doesn't sound very you're making it sound very unappetizing but i would imagine it would make the the hugest omelet ever oh my goodness i want to eat that yolk that yolk's inside of my head <laughs> <laughs> i love yolk and uh let's see oh and that ostrich leg was enormous it looked like you know way bigger than our legs for sure but um oh they had so they cooked up the leg and Oh, man. I think it was, it was either in Australia or I think South Africa. I forgot what country it was that they went to to, to have this meal. But um, when you see the ostrich legs, imagine if you see the little pores, like the little raised skin of like chickens when you remove their feathers and they have those like bumpy skin, like mm-hmm. um, chicken skin. Imagine that, but like they, they look the size of welts. They're like, wow. <laughs> wow. And I love uh, chicken skin too, but I don't know. It's like eating like literally, a, like this is my... <laughs> <laughs> This is my sweater. Eating that much. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... It would be intense. I, li- I like those giant Mexican pork rinds, though. Those are cool. Um, chicharrones, yes. Yeah, the, the giant chicharrones. Yeah, it's not It's not the fancy stuff, you know. I, I try to get the, the um, you know, sus- sustainably, you know, all the good stuff. The, mm-hmm. the sustainably raised, you know, where I know it's humanely raised as well. That stuff, the... the, the I keep forgetting the the name of that uh, brand that's numbers. My favorite brand of pork rinds, but it's Cracklin. Oh, 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 I, okay. Uh, Eighty four one zero. It sounds like a. Why do they? Why do they name themselves after a number? I mean, I, it's, it's probably easy for their databases and inventory, but <laughs> not for I don't us. even know the story behind that number. But it always makes me forget, and I always want to recommend them, and I always forget. They have those in Costco. However, I looked in the bag, and one of them had like like salt and some sugar. I'm like, why, why? Why'd you yeah. Again? It's crazy. Cause they don't need to add anything to those. Oh, no. They come with their own fat, everything. Yes. Yes, for sure. And there's certain ones that sometimes disappoint me. Like they'll have like um, MSG in them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why did it need that? Like sometimes, you know, it could just be simple. Just, you know, some of them say pork crackling and salt. That's it. It's That's simple. all you need. But I've seen sunflower oil in pork rinds. Mm nuts absolutely nuts they they add another fat to the mix they're actually spending more money too (laughs) what's that no that saint lame bad joke but you were saying oh nuts and i was like no seeds seeds Seeds. (laughs) (laughs) you know you were saying earlier that i planted a seed of uh, of i think curiosity or something or uh, and i'm thinking are you accusing me of planting a, a, a plant you know, oh, this to... is a hot like in the Simpsons, the hot dog tree you planted. It actually grew. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let me see if that hot dog tree, tree grew. So it, you, you planted a hot dog tree, in in my head, in my heart. So in that sense, I was like, okay. Let me give it a shot, and I gave it a shot. So uh, just to to go on the on the journey, I had two journeys. My first mm-hmm. journey was 2018 when you did it. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let me try it. Um, I saw fabulous results in yourself. I was like, okay, let me try it, and I tried it for two weeks. 
And it was not to make excuses, but it was really hot summer. And I was like, no, no, I, I did it for two weeks. I was like, I was just too much of that conditioning in my head where like, oh no, I'm going to give myself a heart. I, I felt like palpitations. Oh. Oh, no, I'm going to give myself a heart attack. No, I shouldn't do this. And, and I stopped after two weeks. Right. And I just gave into my cravings. Mm-hmm. But then I said to, I, you know, went about living life and I got very heavy. I got to the point I was 250 pounds, 250. 250. Yeah. To the point where like, actually the scale, it was at my job where I was working and there they have a, and they had like a weight loss contest. They were doing like a kind of a biggest loser type of thing where everyone, you know, a certain office branches would participate. And if we cumulatively together for our branch, we can, you know, put in, pull in our weight loss numbers, then we could win this prize. So I said, no, let me give it a shot. And I weighed myself and that scale said max 250 and I hit 250. So I was like, is this 250 plus? So we'll never know if it was past 250. It could have been like 250 and they just stopped counting because it went further. I was very heavy to the point where um, I had so many complications in regards to just, um, I had a, a gastrointestinal scare once where we thought that we found something actually I, uh, I, I was, I had, I thought it was like a stomach virus, but I had it for more than a week mm. got to the point where, um, I went to the, to the doctor and they gave me antibiotics and all that. And then and I got on the men, but I just thought to myself, like the, the, the regular diet I'm living and I just, and I tried exercising, I tried vege- vegetarianism for, for a short while. Um, and in general, I was just trying to, like, like they said, you try to outwork what you, your, your calories, but it got to the point where like the calories are so much. And I was outworking myself to the point where like, it was just not worth, I felt like this is not producing the results. I would lose maybe like one or two pounds a month. And it got mm-hmm. to the point where like, I didn't see the results. I would get this, you know, disheartened and I'll fall off track. And then I was working two jobs at one point mm-hmm. and had a long, extensive commute. I had a three hour commute. I was uh, living at one point in Staten Island. So commuting mm-hmm. from Staten Island, taking the bus, train, and, and bus, train, ferry, it was three hours daily. It was a taxing commute to the point where like, I would get up super early just to make certain ferries or even just to earn more hours at work. And Is that one way or two? Both, one no, way, three no, hours? Way, no, uh, round trip. So it's one okay. and a half hours, one way. and Yeah, and I used to have a commute trip. like that. It was, it's, it's tough. It's really yes. tough. And barely seeing my family got to the point where like, I just said, this has to be better than this. And I, I, you know, you're consistently putting out great content and I would kind of, I would see, and I would like it to support you. But then got to the point and I I was listening and I was like, you know, this, you know, Mike looks wonderful. He looks great and he feels great and he sounds great everything. And then the Joe Rogan episode happened and, and in general, I was like, let me just do more information about this. And so it was 2019 and I said to myself, let me just do it. Because what do I have to do? I have to lose my family. I wouldn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. go to sleep and not wake up one day. Yeah. So I, I looked and I, so I said, you know what? I talked to my wife about it and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And she, she supported me full on and I did it and I started. And it was my carniversary is Halloween. I started Halloween because I said, okay, this is the last. <laughs> nom, 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 all my kids can't. Nom, 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 nom. This is my last. <laughs> okay, this is my last. Well, this is my last. <laughs> Hurrah! <laughs> that always that last hurrah that we do to you know do the. Mm. I did that and then I started uh, October thirty first two thousand nineteen. Mm. With I kid you not, I kid you not. Within one or two weeks, right within that span, 
I lost almost 10 pounds. You would say, but that's in, that's not, in, I have like a coworker of mine who who's doing the, we were doing that um, biggest loser thing. Mm-hmm. So she was seeing uh, my, my weight loss. She said, How is that pop? This must be wrong. Maybe you didn't weigh too. Like we were trying to like figure out what on earth happened. Maybe I did weigh 250 on the dot and I went to 10 pounds, but mm-hmm. I lost excess amount of water weight within yeah. two weeks. Then going forward, I just started losing maybe a pound or two a week, but it got to the point where like it was so consistent. I was like, oh, it felt wonderful because it was, yes, it was tough in the beginning because, you know, it, you have that um, keto flu where you get really lethargic, you get late, you know, tired. But um, overall, I was inspired by that huge burst. It was a mm-hmm. huge burst. It was 10 points. Mm-hmm. Went to 240. I was like, I still, to this day, trying to figure out if I, and I, I didn't take pictures and I started taking pictures afterwards of the scale <laughs> because afterwards you know i wanted to document this and i didn't unfortunately didn't take pictures of me without the shirt i wasn't brave enough uh-huh. to do that but i just kept going and my coworkers just saw me and fortunately we didn't lose the, we didn't win that contest per se although i dropped like 11 or 12 pounds doing that i was the, towards the end of that contest i lost that much weight but it was not enough to mm-hmm. for us to win i think i think uh the connecticut office won or something yeah. anyway but overall i didn't care i said no i like this accountability i like the fact that my Co-workers are, are in on, on my on my journey, especially one a really good friend of mine, Tracy Cromwell. Uh, <laughs> she uh, she's she's also tried a lot of um, things. She's very healthy in general, and, and she was very open and supportive of my of my journey. And she's like, "Yeah, go for it." And I heard great things about this. Go for it. And um, she and I was like, "Tracy, when she, when it was Monday, I was go, every Monday I would go to to their our our scale that was meant for packages." And it's like, wait me, wait me. And she would, uh, you know, take a picture. It's 220, it's to this. And it just kept dropping and dropping. And it just gave me that push. And I went to the gym. I thought, yes, now I felt like gym and carnivore, beautiful marriage. Mm-hmm. Because you feel like they help each other hand in hand versus I felt like, you know, standard American diet and, or like, let's say, oh, you know, loading up on carbs and this mm-hmm. and, and the gym just made you work that much more and like really, you know, tear apart your knees. And if you're, especially you're older and, and heavier, it's just counterintuitive. I feel like they have to go in like low reps or, or you know, just a little movement. But here I was doing mm-hmm. heavy move and I was just dropping, dropping more weight. So long story short, in about six months, I went to 201. And wow. my wife and I were like astounded to the point like I couldn't see it because I still had that ugly duckling um, mentality where I would see, I would still think of like, I would look at the, the, in my bonnet, ah, I still like, you know, I still have problem areas and this. And then my wife said, no, I, and she took a picture. I said, mm-hmm. look, you really thinned out here. And she showed me, especially I was in the pool and I didn't think about it because I was just there with my kids. Mm-hmm. But she took a picture of me and she was like, look, you, and, and I saw it and it took me that picture. I was like, oh my goodness, I was <laughs> so deeply involved that I forgot about like, oh, I'm doing this for you know, for, for, for health, I just, it just became natural. It just became that much mm-hmm. more easier. Now, yeah. granted, it was not hard. It was carnivore. Definitely. I would say 75% carnivore. And then that 25% was keto where I said, okay, now when I was deep in ketosis, I would actually had the, uh, the, the urine strips mm-hmm. and that helped me keep on track. I was like, okay, you know what, this week I make sure that, okay, you know what, I'm going to cut out, you know, certain cheeses. I know cheese was another thing where it's not bad. It's just, yeah. um, you have to be careful which ones they, certain ones have more, um, carbs than others. Mm-hmm. And in general, just to, you know, slow down on that because sometimes I would just add, I would eat cheese by itself, but yeah, you know, my struggles. Yes. <laughs> so overall in general, I even tried, um, have you ever heard of keto child, those commercials on Facebook? Yeah, I've heard of them. I've used their electrolyte drops actually. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, I haven't used, I know they have a bunch of products. 
Yeah, I use their shakes, and their shakes taste like really very very delicious. So mm. um, not a not a sponsorship per se, but I do. I think that it did well in a certain sense. Where like I was able to try that pack, and I was able to try so many other things as well, like the almond flowers, and I was able to make chaffles and things that now my children enjoy. Like they enjoy like chaffles and chancakes. Chancakes is basically eggs and mozzarella slice, uh, you know, shredded mm. in. Uh, in a frying pan so this way they just become flat like pancakes i call them pancakes mm. <laughs> sounds good to me yeah so the kids enjoy and i uh, was able to um even introduce them to certain like keto foods and actually certain ones are not that bad i'm i think missy jones if i'm, I'm, I'm not mistaken hopefully you can correct it <laughs> missy jones i believe she has a product line where it's only like five ingredients and one of the ingredients was yeah no it's erythritol but the other two is just you're surprising it's just you know egg like you have to put an egg milk and two other things and kind of made brownies. And I was like five ingredients. That's how it should simply should be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, in the mix and whatnot. So, and in general, like the great thing about the carnivore in general, it just makes you that much more of a cook. It makes you that much more um, like uh, inventive because you have to mm-hmm. try different things because there's times where it, it can get a little like, okay, ground beef for four <laughs> days and meal prepped. I used to grab like two or three pounds and from Costco, two and a half. There were two and a quarter pounds per case. And I did two of those. So I had like almost like four pounds of beef. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is about week, uh, day three. <laughs> <laughs> Got to the point where like, and then intermittent fasting really helped enormously. Mm-hmm. Kept Definitely. you focused, especially in regards to like breakfast before we remember breakfast, is the most important meal of the day. And mm-hmm. just try to, squeeze that into my my lifestyle it was just tough especially um working at whatnot so i was like you know what i didn't feel bad anymore before i felt like oh there's these studies that if you skip breakfast you'll get overweight and 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 all this Mm. stuff but with intermittent fasting if you could do even you know like i did about minimum about 16 hours Mm -hmm. that really helps i said okay it was seven o'clock and i did 12 hours at seven and if i did it until lunchtime it's not a starvation it's more like it's like a, like your body's way of meditating. It's just relaxing. It's hmm. it's to the point where like you don't you're not concerned about oh what do I get what do, all these choices. When you remove those choices, you feel that much more clear. That much more um, like right now. I just ate right now after about another sixteen hours. Pretty much I do daily sixteen hours. I made it part of my routine where it's just I do you know sixteen hours every and every night I cap it off and then I say okay and I do the math and I was like okay. I feel great because I don't have to worry about, you know, another plate to create. It's just mm-hmm. something that my body in general uh, enjoys. It, it needs that, like that silent moment that where the body can produce everything. And, and I, you know, uh, we're adults here, but I, I remove my, I, I clean the tank, literally. I clean my tank yes. and it's I'm pure a vessel for more nutrition. And I can mm-hmm. think about my next meal where it's going to be like at 12 o'clock. Okay. I can prepare ahead of time to defrost my meat early in the morning because I have that clarity. Right. So you eat um, lunch and dinner. Is that it? Yes, lunch and dinner. And sometimes I'll just do only lunch, depending on how heavy uh, of a lunch I make. Just because cool. I, if I do eat too heavy at night, I get nightmares. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. It's It's a, been a thing of mine when I was like, even I remember I ate a cup of nuts once and I, not a cup, like a handful of nuts. And mm-hmm. I had a really bad nightmare. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess my body does not like to work at night. So it's like... <laughs> No, don't do this. Says, well, you want to give a steak at you know eleven o'clock at night? All right, what can we do to you? <laughs> I do the opposite. I usually eat. I mean, lately I've been a more, I don't know, up in the morning a little more than I was when I was working overnight purely. But uh, yeah, I've been eating around midnight usually or after, mm-hmm. and 
and then I go to sleep and and, and then I, I I'm you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vampire over here I've always been a, a night owl so for sure from what I've known you yeah and, and now um in my email exchanges before this I was mentioning how I switched my sleeping schedule mm-hmm. and that helps a lot too because in no matter what you follow diet or just lifestyle in general sleep is extremely important to the point oh, yeah. where um you know it's it's not, it's not a joke. Eight, get yourself a good eight hours or even more if you can. Mm-hmm. So now I've gotten to a routine before what I used to do is I used to go to sleep like I'm on 11 and have to wake up at six to take the kids to school, um, six but then it got to the point where like, I would sometimes do freelance work at night mm-hmm. and I would push myself because sometimes I was so motivated, but then I was like, you know what? I really want to work on this piece, but the longer I stay up, I'm going to kill myself in the morning. Like I'm, I'm going to kick myself in the morning for like, you know, I'll be groggy and have that brain fog. So now I switched my hours from, like I go to sleep at the same time as the, as the family, like around eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I woke up at around now, I, this week I started waking up at like around four o'clock. So this way I can go to the gym. We have a amenities gym here where I can work out at like from an hour for like five to six. Mm-hmm. And then I start my day. So it's just a great, to me, it's, it just helps clear my mind just waking up early. And that's one of the successful habits that many people do, especially yeah. the, the big wigs and whatnot, they do that, you know, thing, but I, it does, you know, ring very true if you wake up earlier versus um, going to sleep much later. But I understand with your schedule, you have you know, different schedules. Like my, you know, kids are all in the day. And if I try to stay up their time plus more nighttime and give myself like five hours, it could, you know, it can, mm. uh, you know, ruin the system that I started. And actually that's what happened at one point. And mm-hmm. this is another thing I wanted to mention. So 201, life was great. You know, we're, we're excellent. You know, pen, and this was already during pandemic too, which is interestingly enough. Um, mm-hmm. But I was still able to survive. Luckily, we was I had a butcher box subscription that would send me meat every month, and thankfully, kept, still kept kept it going where it was hard to get meat in that time. But right. where things changed was when, like that's when I started to not get great sleep. I got started getting bad sleep, and it just started giving me more hungers. And I started cheating a little bit here, and I licked that spoon, and I started you know mm. going off on you know, uh, familiar ways. And I said, okay, well, you know, let me make a, you know, a keto cheesecake let me make a keto. And I started back into those, well, see, it's, it's kind of like a, like a meal, like I used to have, but it's now keto version. Slippery slope. It's slippery slope, like you mentioned. And it, it takes you off of that mind frame where you, like, you feel like, okay, you know, well, I mean, come on, I'm in ketosis, but then you're not even in ketosis anymore because that stuff, that some of that stuff may have knocked you out. You have bad sleep, you overeat. And in general, you know, irritable, everything. It just, it just mm. um, started spiraling. So I gained some weight up to around um, 215, 216. So now I said to myself, okay, now that I know what I know, okay, before I stop, I'm never going to let it go up to 250. I said, I, and I weighed myself continuously on, and I keep track of my, my weight on a piece of paper, right by my scale. I said to mm. myself, you know what, let me go back. Let, let me start over. And that's one of the things I really enjoy about Laura Eastbat's, um, channel because she mentioned there's times where she falls and you know what she picked herself up and she you know got back on track and also another person i really enjoy watching is health coach kate mm-hmm. she mentions about how to get back into ketosis so there's if you feed and nourish your mind you can get back into the mentality as well like you know what um start leading you know getting more inspired by people like yourself then you're like okay, you know i'm gonna get back on track you have that support system almost you know okay you know what mm-hmm. you know i've fallen but i could just get back up and 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 live my life again. So now I'm in a process of rebounding. So mm-hmm. I've um, now I've cut down before I see the most two meals. I'm cutting it down to OMAD one meal. Okay. A day. Yeah. 
And now I control, and, and you taught me something very important. No snacking. That's enormous. That is a crucial If you do an thing. omen. Mm -hmm. Yes, don't snack. Even when, you know, I was in ketosis and everything. Oh, nuts, you know, I ate maybe six or seven nuts. That should be keeping me under 20 grams. It's like mm -hmm. you said, slippery slope, because then you start eating seeds and you start eating this, and then it starts to, you know, it's a spiral. And also snacking in general, it gets you, you, you're, you're teaching your body to eat again at yeah. weird hours. Yeah, just the other day, I, I had uh, some, uh, I, I enjoyed them. I had some pork cracklings in, in the middle of the day, and I ended up, just, it, th it threw me off. My whole day, my energy was off. My focus was off. My productivity was off. You know, just because I had a snack. <laughs> For sure. And, and, I mean, just any any digestion, even water sometimes can throw you off if you're, if you're overdoing water. It's everything you ingest mm. starts some kind of a, a, a digestive or metabolic process. So Fascinating you say that. Okay, because I've been drinking much more water now, and I feel that helps control my cravings just because I know, okay, have me water, and also water with electrolyte salts. But basically what I do is just I put a little bit of pink Himalayan salt mm -hmm. in my water. That's your, one of your videos. Yeah, I do that then, too. Yeah. yeah, actually, at first I thought, oh my gosh, this must taste like seawater, but it doesn't. <laughs> It tastes like uh, like flavorless Pedialyte almost, but without that saliva taste. <laughs> that makes that, that's, a, that's such a bad answer. Yeah. Pedialyte. I don't yeah. even know what that tastes like. I oh, probably had yeah. some when I was a kid. They, they, I don't even they, they don't know what they call the adult version. I think they call, I forgot what they call it. But and sure. No, no, that, that tastes good. That's like good milk. <laughs> <laughs> Nutriments back in the days. Oh yeah, Nutriment. Oh. I used to do so a lot Pedialyte. of those. It's basically, I know it's a really gross way to explain it, but it's like, imagine just collecting your saliva and putting a dab, a little dab of salt. So it just, mm. it's, it's like, it's not that like thick per se, but it just has that, that texture almost. It's just a little thicker than water and water should not be thick. <laughs> no, that sounds like unsweetened sunny delight or something. Or like maple, like little, like watered down maple syrup with no sugar and no color. Uh. Yeah, so I always thought about that when I thought about oh, you know, electrolytes, electrolytes. That's like you know, flavorless Gatorade or something. And then now it I is. Try to, yeah, I mean, but, it's what Gatorade pretends to be. Exactly. So in this case, I just put water with a little, um, with a little pink element Himalayan salt, just a little bit, and you you know, tr taste it, and it just feels a little like hearty water, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I, overall, I always put something in. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, the water is helping me right now just because it's um, it's one of those things that maybe I'm dehydrated. If you're not hungry, you're dehydrated. So I'll um, I'll do that. And overall, I'm just controlling myself. And now when I make that peanut butter sandwich, I, I'll i either try to smear out the, the, the peanut butter and jelly on the other side of the bread <laughs> and say, hey, you're going to have sticky fingers if I'd rather you know, be on you than me. Yeah, and or I'll say like my kid was making eating pancakes, and I was making peanut butter for for his lunch, and then I just smeared it on his pancake. Like, well, I don't want peanut butter. Now you have it. <laughs> oh bad. man! So overall, like to avoid that in general, and also I make my um, I have a, a very young little girl. Uh, she's two years old, but we'll make her cereal sometimes. And same thing. I, uh, no, that has carbs in it. Stop. Yeah, if it's hot. It's hot. She'll let. I'll just test it on my skin. So there's certain things where like I'm like really. Uh, strong on not to, um, you know, not to fall back on those things in general. And like, if their kids eating snacks, let them eat snacks. I'll have either I'll give myself a meal. Like you, another thing that I've heard is, if you listen to your body, yeah, maybe my my body is truly hungry. Mm -hmm. Give it meat. Yeah. Give it something solid, something heavy. That to the point where I'm like, okay, you ask for it, boom, and you give it meat. 
mm-hmm. something substantiated versus um, you know some little keto snack like all those fat bombs. Those are very treacherous. <laughs> I never got into that. Thankfully, yeah. my gosh, what was it the vitamin shop? They would have. Oh, they sell like, them. Oh, yeah, they had like a little section that they would you know trick me in the beginning when I used to go there. They would say, "Oh, look, we got a new peanut butter fat bomb." They say oh. it really keeps you satiated, and I'm like, <laughs> "You keep bringing uh, up peanut no. butter." You yeah, keep bringing up peanut. I, I mean, I used to do peanut butter <laughs> apples all the time. That was my thing. So I would take a, I would, a every week. I got a, a bag of apples, at least one bag of apples, and at least one jar of peanut butter with my groceries. And and I had the the you know the uh, the apple coring uh, mm-hmm. device that you you just slam it right over the apple. You got all your slices. You got rid of all the seeds, and you just mm-hmm. spread on the peanut. Bu- I spread. I put so much peanut butter on those those apple slices. I have no idea how much that helped me to gain weight, but I know it wasn't good. Oh no! If you look, even a jar of peanut butter itself, like um, some of them have like certain oils, like soybean oil. Or, oh my goodness! Oh, they don't even yeah. have sugar. Like they know that a lot of them are loaded with corn syrup, which is something I didn't realize until I stopped eating. Actually, no, I think I did know about it, and I didn't care back then. I just didn't care. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, you know, you tell people to read ingredients, but unless they they've made that shift that unless they've experienced that huge mindset shift they're they're stuck in the matrix and you know you want to be open-minded but i always have a a weird feeling when people say do whatever works for you because i think there is too much misinformation out there and it's getting really dangerous to the point where i'm convinced that after uh, everything dies down uh with the pandemic that they're going to be coming after going after climate change so and that that and that, and I think that one of the main things they want to focus on is reducing meat. And yes, and that's the thing that's so ironic because then also to ship plants, a ship, you know, mm. you know, uh, all that stuff that they, they say. Oh no, the refrigerated trucks and all these things with regards to meat. And like, where do you think your food, your other food, comes from? Like all those like you know donuts and all that. You know, mm-hmm. other stuff that you, you, you know, I mean, they have to ship it from the farm just to you or even to the shipment or development. They still have to tr- transport trucks to deliver your, you know, vegan um, you know, options and whatnot. And yeah, there are layers to it because, you know, yeah. there, there are all these these monocropped uh, plants being shipped over to manufacturers and then from the manufacturers to the, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the stores and then. You know, it's it's a lot of and all that shipping and to get, you know, avocados and strawberries and this and that. You have to go all over the world. And they're imported to t- too. Yeah. yeah. So so many imported things. Whereas you can get meat from anywhere. You can grow, uh, especially ruminant ruminant meat anywhere. Anywhere where you can grow grass. And, mo- sure. and whereas most land in the world can't be farmed for crops, but you can grow grass almost anywhere. And you deplete the nutrients from the soil itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, like though, too, too many generations of like like certain plants can actually deplete the nutrients versus like the cows would eat the grass and then they give back to it in order to to produce mm-hmm. more. Like that fertilizer that they they produce in general now, they're blaming the methane gas on on their farts and yeah, and burps. Oh, any anything they can come up with, but that's another story. But overall. Yeah. Like, like you said to yourself once, like uh, a certain amount of space is needed for a cow and that cow can feed so many for one, you know, imagine one family can eat that cow for, you know, for a great deal. Like that's me personally, I'm looking into hunting myself. I love mm-hmm. to, you know, try to hunt, especially imagine trying to feed, you could be able to feed your family with one deer, one boar, like I was mentioning before. 
yeah. have your freezer stocked full of meat that you've you've hunted. So that means you took the time to hunt. You're the hunter gatherer, and then you took it to. And they actually take it to uh, the my my friend Casey. He takes it to a butcher that specializes in deer meat, and you know does a processing for him, and then he gets him all the sausages he wants and all his you know, ground meat that he needs. And, and it's all stockpiled in his freezer. I'm like, that's phenomenal. And if he hunts two deers, imagine how much meat he'll have for his family. That's the amount amazing. of, you know, he can produce. And that's the thing to me is like, wow, imagine us going back to that time. Like now, that's not even going back. That's like, we can still live that time, but we've been so almost what can not even condition. We are so accustomed. We've been so pampered by, you know, supermarkets and, and everything. Not that I'm saying that we should go I mean, it'd be great to be homesteaders, but it'd be hard for all mm -hmm. of us to go to homesteaders. But I would say in general, having, you know, everything at our access has made us that much more, you know, less relying on ourselves. Like we can't, you know, we depend on, mm -hmm. you know, city infrastructure and everything to have, oh, is there a Costco nearby? Is there a this nearby? Oh, I can't yeah. move because it has to be this versus like, you know, say, you know what, let me just go out, hunt me a deer. I look you at know. other other animals, you know, I, I just look at how they spend their time. You know, because I, I like sitting in the park, looking at the the other animals and seeing how most of their day is spent collecting food. You know, they, they're out looking for food or relaxing or whatever. So I think that's what we should be, you know, doing just taking care of ourselves throughout the day. And, and instead of, you know, giving us, we, we've built a rat race for ourselves that I think is unhealthy, but that's a whole other story. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that, uh, we're getting close to our, our time, uh, but I was, so I'm just, I'm fascinated by, the, I think what you're saying about family is very helpful. So, so um, I thank you for sharing all these. Uh, like, I'm thinking, how, how does willpower work for you? And when you're, do you feel like it's a, people say willpower is a, a limited, a finite resource and uh, you're surrounded by all this stuff. You're preparing all these foods and you're, yes. you're, you're, you're resisting and I commend you for it, but is it uh, tough or is it getting easier? It's tough and it never stops. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, in, in general, it's like, you know, you'll get temptations, but like if you, that's the thing, you have to nourish yourself and you nourish your mind too, because if you forget about all that we've, we've been talking about in general, like if you fall into the little habits of doing little things, you can fall off track. I think the most important thing is like knowledge, know as much as you can. And always be willing to, you know, not kill yourself, you know, not like, you know, beat yourself with guilt and say, you know what, you know, let's get back on track, but then really stay committed to it. Like to me right now, um, also just my lifestyle has changed. It's not just my diet. I'm also getting up much earlier, planning out things um, and, you know, praying more and getting closer with my family. So it's one of those things right now I'm like, I'm changing, not just my, my, my diet, my lifestyle. It's also my way of thinking. And I just try, I want that. And that's the most important thing is you have to want it. Mm -hmm. And I've known what the good side 201 and I actually want to go my next goal. I would like to go hopefully uh, 180. That's mm -hmm. a, it's a, I used to weigh 180 back when I was in college. I was maybe 20 years old, 19 to 20 years old when, you know, that was just purity in general that got me there. And also I, I was working out and I remember back then I also cut out sugar. But yeah. Back then I thought, oh, let me eat, you know, salads. And I would go to salads. I would get these, um, these, uh, when you go to the deli, there was like this one tray that has, just uh, uh, what is it? Caesar dressing with croutons. Like, oh, that's my salad for today. <laughs> you know, I would do. You know, but then luckily I had you know puberty. You know, I was still going like like wrapping up. I guess at that point in my in my early twenties, but got to the point where like I said to myself, oh, I, but I really, really, I was almost living in the gym. I was going like three to five days a week. I would go in the weekends, and I was single. 
and had more motivation. I was like, hey, I want to find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different story now. Like, and I, I get up and I, I was like, oh, I go to the gym and you know, and and I push myself to go to the gym, but. It's mm-hmm. different now. It's more for myself. But back then, it was different inspirations. Younger, too. My yeah. knees could take the pounding now. It's, you know, I'm trying to move a little bit more from cardio, more for like the weights and yeah, a little bit more heavier lifting. But aside from that... Um, weights are cardio. People underestimate the, the amount of cardio, cardio you're getting when you're lifting weights heavy. For sure. Especially with your, um, you know, for your heart, for your heart mm-hmm. rate. And That's whatnot. cardio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So aside from that, uh, yeah. So to answer your question, yes, it's it's it never stops. It's always going to be hard. And like they say, choose your heart. That's my heart that I chose. And in, in the mm-hmm. sense, it's like to make sure that my family is always taken care of. Number one. But then, in order for me to take care of my family, I have to take care of myself. So that's something I always keep on keep in mind. Yeah, and, always just say. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's that's very good. But um, and you also mentioned um in- incorporating more meat into the family diet. So um. Yes, for sure. No, but, you like, also, but you also mentioned how, uh, and I agree with this, that you know, sometimes when you mix a lot of carbs, a carb-heavy diet with a lot of fat and protein, it can cause problems. It co- yes, but, 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 but do you, I, I'm sorry, my, my general question is, do you find that, uh, I, and I used to think that it was bad to do all this mixing, but I, eventually I started to think, no, when you add more meat, it's just better in general. Everything else starts to work itself out. Do you think exactly. that's the case? Okay. Yes, I agree because actually um, another uh, YouTubers, uh, pair of YouTubers that I uh, follow is the carnivores, well, the, the, the uh, strong sisters. Mm-hmm. At one point they were carnivore and then now they're, they've done, done things where they're, they've stepped away from, they've, they, they've, done, they've done things that work with their bodies to the point where like they do still have a lot of uh, carnivore of their carnivore lifestyle, but they incorporate certain little bit of amount of carbs about like in certain vegetables that may yeah. help them and it's, it's, it's helped them. So it's almost like here, what I recommend carnivore to everyone. Yes. I would give everyone a, a, a try it and give it a shot. But overall, I feel like, like that's the part uh, where if you just overall keep a very, not necessarily clean, but like in my, in our kids sakes, um, they have everything organic. Everything's fresh made at home. They don't eat any you know junk food outside at all. They don't eat candy, even Halloween candy. Um, mm-hmm. They donate all their candy, 100% of their candy. They don't even, uh-huh. don't even get them to give like Kit Kat or Snickers. They don't even have, luckily they're this old enough that they haven't had any of that stuff. Amazing. Close is like the, um, they had maybe one time they had a muff, a, a cupcake and we explained to them that this is, but we explained to them, this is not something that we eat all the time. And mm-hmm. maybe a birthday cake they'll have, but that's pretty much it. Aside from that, we're really strong on, on like cutting out sugars. We tell them, and even when I give them like orange juice, I'll give them orange juice with it very watered down to the point mm-hmm. where like they now they're used to. They have like pure orange juice. Like, ooh, this is very strong. Mm. So overall, like I wouldn't want to give them that like full keto experience just because they are very, very, very good shape, excellent shape, better than shape than I was in their age. Yeah, I was more of a portly young man, um, you know, back then. And back then, I, I you know, I, I was fighting childhood obesity myself. So mm-hmm. for me to see them, luckily they have, luckily they have uh, my wife's uh, genetics. But mm-hmm. um, in that case, but let's say even if with my genetics, if I had had the diet that my children have now, that had, you know, now they have now that back then that I had, that, that yeah. I would have had, I would have probably been in much better shape. It's unfortunate, yeah. you know, no, I love my mom. She's did a great job with me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we learn, learn through, you know, through our ways. Like I remember one point we were eating everything refined, white sugars, white this, white pasta, white flour. Mm-hmm. And then we went to 
we learned about whole wheat through either mm. just education through head um, through either the doctor or just um, in general, just you know, whole wheat and everything brown was much better. Mm. And then from there, like my mom learned, um, she listens to this radio show back in the day, and they would tell her about uh, omega fatty acids and colostrum. There's certain vitamins and selenium and and in, ger- in general about just nutrition and she learned much more and so by the time that i was an adult i did my own research as well but now with i feel like with carnivore and keto this just like blew everything out of the water i feel like everything that was i learned before there was some it was based on some you know some ground grounded science per se but even then i hate to say it, but now um science can be corrupted oh, nowadays yeah. oh it is yeah and like people are saying, oh, what's the science behind it? Well, if the science can also change with the time at one point, bacon was terrible. Now bacon is great. You can't have enough mm. of it. You have too much of it. Everything changes. I feel like the most important thing is to, to read up as much as you can about everything and then make the decision yourself. I wouldn't want anything to be censored or, or catered toward me just for my good per se. Yeah. Um, do it now where you have access to all this, all this information you know, do as much research as you can and do what works for you and try as many things. And, and hopefully carnivore and keto could work for you. But, you know, keep in mind that there's, um, there's so much information out there that people are not scratching the surface of taking everything for granted or everything off of like face value, mm-hmm. the media and whatnot, whatever the media is telling them. Sometimes people follow, or we're just, you know, old, you know, sayings like, Oh, you know, the whole, you know, oh, milk is good for you, but then it turns out that it's bad for you. And people, or just veg- veggies are good and they, they're so wholesome and they should never be tarnished. You know, mm-hmm. these stereotypes and these just stigmas, you have to challenge them sometimes because sometimes they came from quote unquote science and sometimes they just came out of like, you know, some, you know, corporate interest. You have to be oh, careful. Yeah, most of it I'd say is corporate interest at this point. And that's what I got out of reading The Big Fat Surprise by Nina Teicholz, mm-hmm. that, that whole scandalous history of how all these nutritional, uh, all this nutritional advice is based on what corporations wanted to sell. And you can sell more. If, if you sell meat, you're only selling a small amount because people are satisfied. If you sell grains, people are constantly starving and want need more. And, and not only that, but you also get to make extra money off of how sick they get later on eating too many grains and stuff and too much sugar and too but many seed oils. On, for sure. And it'll be blamed on something else. And they'll like, these escape is usually meat. And, and then those. You know, they'll push oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, then they'll scale back the meat, then they'll sell you a pill or whatever to, you know, take care of whatever problems they caused you. It's yeah. just went on, you know, layers and layers. And for those who are doubtful about the carnivore diet in general, or just not even carnivore, just carnivore in general, um, or keto, or especially this the spectrum that we're talking about, just keep in mind if we're not selling you, that no one's selling you like a, a pill, no one's selling you a powder, no one's selling you something that you have to buy externally. This is something that you we've always bought, we've always bought meat, we've always had it. It's just excluding other things. We're not adding, we're excluding. We're eliminating to the point where like we're we've complicated things throughout the centuries. It's unbelievable how certain recipes back in the days had like four or three things. And now mm-hmm. things are like overcomplicated. So many steps doing this. It gets to the point where like, you know, we're, you know, mad scientists in our own kitchen to the point where like, you know, something as simple as, you know, and and everything. They, they talk about superfood, the next superfood this decade or that. And it was mm-hmm. always right in front of us, just meat in general. We're made out of our own super nutrients. So we are, we are, it's true. And it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a lot, it's a lot of propaganda to work through, but I, I think that we're doing it. So, I mean, more, more and more people are accepting at least a ketogenic diet for sure. So awesome. I think there's hope, but, uh, but yeah. 
this huge push toward everything being plant-based really does worry me. But yeah, just because it has such, you know, they, they tie it to the, you know, the climate change or they tie it to, they're just tying it to so, so many things like, oh, they're, they're, they're blaming that for the viruses and all this stuff where versus like, no one's thinking about the sugar and sugar itself. That is probably like my main enemy. That's, it should be everyone's enemy. But unfortunately that has gone under the radar and that is always under in everything, but no one debates like, the poison in the donut versus like a like, mm. you know, like meat for say they'll they'll blame you mm. know they, like you said in, in mcdonald's like again only this little patty versus all this crap that they're selling with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then that gets the blame just that. exactly right is okay because it's made out of vegetables this is okay because it's a vegetable it's all but you know something that you know that's also found in nature is animals and in life life gets life yeah. it makes much more sense in my sense but in my, my opinion but but everyone's like, tied up Sorry, everyone's stu- stuck with these studies. They 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 read the studies, which generally they they game the numbers. They they use statistics and all kinds of weird, tricky language to to, and it's all associational. None of it's really proven, and it's just to create a yeah to to set it up again so that to benefit their financial interests. Yeah, but I think if we explain it as easily as you know the so- the food sources that we have, the energy sources that we have, either two, it's sugar or fat. Break mm-hmm. it down that way. If you're an athlete, great, go that route. If you're not an athlete, then really you should consider the other route and how, you know, just break it down simply as that we were born this way. This is not some new concept. It's, you know, it's always been around and it's just a matter of like us tapping into what we've always been doing for centuries from early men and how, again, we just complicated things. There's something that could have been so simple as, you know, hunting and gathering. It went from that to like, now we have a million foods, which is great. I enjoy food, but Mm-hmm. What has it done to us? Got to the point where like our own ingenuity, our own genius has, and our intellect has gotten to that far where now we're poisoning ourselves and not knowing it. Yeah. See, I find it interesting that, because uh, you're also um, Catholic, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. you, um, how do your beliefs um, tie into uh, the, I guess, the timeline of human carnivory where you, you know, a lot of us will say, Oh, humans have been eating meat for uh, our since our ancestors of our pre-human ancestors and all the evolution talk and all that stuff. So, uh, where do you fall with that? Do you, are you a a, a pro-evolution guy or or, or um, you know, or we do you believe we were created just already being pretty much carnivores? That's a wow. That's that's um, towards the end of our segment. <laughs> Such a loaded, sorry, intense question. No, no, I, 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 no, no worries. Thank you, thank you for that question. So, as a Catholic, I would say I, I believe in we were created. So, to me, like if, if anything, it's in our in in our religion, like the body of Christ. We are almost like eating, <laughs> eating. Um, it's it, think about it this way: if it's the like body mm. and blood of Christ. It's almost like not that we're cannibals, but it's one of the sense that we were we the belief of of eating meat even mm. back then. So, um, oh, the Cain and Abel story is one of my favorites. Where you mm. know, Cain and Abel, where you know uh, Jehovah doesn't like the the vegetables, but he likes the meat. For sure. And also like slaughter the lamb. There's always involvement of meat and from the Bible from, from early days, you know, early days and whatnot. So, um, so when I say early man, I'm just my, just man in general, like, you know, whether it be however you want to see it, like caveman or, or, or Adam and Eve, however you want to see it. I, I just, when I mean early man, I meant like just many centuries ago, that's all. But overall, that's how, that's how we see it, that um, we are created. And aside from that, I mean, and think about this, and that's even more proof. Like we were created, so this is we were heavily, you know, heavenly inspired, heavenly divine. Like 
we ourselves, like animals in general, life in general is just so heavenly divine to, to consume it. Mm. You know, this continues the cycle of life. Mm. Not consuming it, hmm, that's interesting. So we're just eating, you know, plants. I'm not sure how that, that's going to go out, but I don't think it's going to be that great versus uh, from what I see, from what I, my, my data, my analysis of what's happening in my life, I can only speak that this is the best it's ever, I've ever been. This is the, the happiest I've ever been in the sense of my health. I'm going to keep, the, uh, keep it going. And hmm. that's why I can definitely work off of it. Now it worked for me. It worked for you and it can work mm -hmm. for others. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of what you've done for yourself and your family. So, and, and, and I really, I really you. appreciate you talking to me about all this stuff because I never imagined that, I mean, you never imagine what you'll go through in life, right? Mm -hmm. But we're here, we've gone through what we've gone through and uh, it's, um, I, I don't know what to say about it, except uh, I, I, I appreciate, you know, our, our friendship, our, our family and uh, yeah, just keep it up keep living a, a free and natural life. And I'm going to try to follow you down to the South eventually, actually yes, soon, sure. as soon as possible. Sometime this year, I might, who knows, I might end up in the South this year. Please, please visit us here. You know, we're doing very well. Thank goodness. And um, doing much better. And a lot of these, uh, uh, the stuff that's going on right now, I won't allude too much to it, but uh, we're a little bit more freer in that sense. So please come over and enjoy it here. It's, it's been, it's been some wonderful. So, um, uh, we look forward to having you and especially the family can't wait to see you again and and i miss you brother so love to see yeah. you thanks so much i miss you too and uh yeah thank thanks again for for being on the meat of it because yeah i definitely wanted to have you on you 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 uh as a carnivore as as my brother i needed to have you on so thanks again Thank you. It's been a great honor. I don't feel like I deserve to be here, but um, a lot oh, of stop your, that. Your, stop your, that right no. now. You take <laughs> no, all shoot. the credit. Your your you know your um, journey first in 2018 really opened my eyes, and then furthermore, and then uh, me trying it myself. I feel like you know glad we we have this in common plus other things. So so thank you so much for everything. And no, you've, you've truly you know saved my life. So thank oh. you. Thank you, Frank. Thanks to Frank for a great conversation. Again, we've been friends for almost 25 years. Unbelievable. And uh, I hope that shows because uh, you know, we're brothers. And uh, I'm just proud of what he's done with his life and his family. And uh, I think that a lot of people will benefit from his experience. And I hope you do. There's a lot that we didn't even get into because well, there's so much we could talk about having known each other for so long. But I'll have him on again, for sure. Special thanks, as always, to my supporters on Patreon. Kevin, Jeffrey, Nate, Matt, Todd, Mary, Adrian, Jordan, Grigori, Michael, and my dad. My dad has signed up to support me on Patreon. Thanks, Dad. I love you. And thanks so much to all of my supporters. As always, I wish everyone out there the healthiest, freest life possible. We were born free, and hopefully born healthy as well. But even if we weren't, we can maximize our health and our freedom right here, right now by making the right decisions. And that's what Frank's doing for his family. And that's what I'm doing for myself. And that's what a lot of us are doing for each other, for ourselves and for the world, because this is for the world at this point. We are preserving, defending and exemplifying a lifestyle that is under attack. But 
look, there are so many of us who know the good of a meat-based, animal-based diet that we're not going anywhere. Because not only are we healthier and stronger because of these things, we're also very stubborn because this saved our lives. So I would say you're going to have to pry my burger from my cold, dead hands, but I'm not dying anytime soon. So look out. Thanks again to Frank for an outstanding conversation. Can't wait to have him back. And thanks to you for joining us. And I'll see you again soon.